You're listening to Art and Magic, and I'm your host, Devin Walls. Hello, hello! We are back! We are here after a 10-month break that was unplanned on my part, and we are kicking off season five, which I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. I'll get more into that today, but I'm really happy that it is, and I'm happy to be back. So thank you everyone for your patience and your kind messages about the show. Knowing that you guys really enjoy it was definitely part of the reason I wanted to pick it back up. So thank you for that. And if you're new here, welcome. So since it has been so long, I wanted to start the season off just with an update on my end. You know, a lot has happened in the past 10 months. I have learned a lot. I have cried a lot. I have made a lot of art. I have made very little art in certain periods of that time. And I kind of just wanted to talk about what's been going on and get you up to speed. After today's episode, the upcoming episodes are going to be conversation co-hosted style with my close artist friends. These are people that I've learned a ton from, I talk to on the regular, and I want to share with you all the things that we are actually currently interested in talking about, because if they're relevant for us, I think they're going to be really relevant for you too. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, I'm going to start by going back in time to last year, about the time that I started this break from the podcast, and just give you some context for the behind the scenes of my personal life and my business and why I took the break that I did. So first of all, if you've been following me for a while, you've probably noticed that I teach and put out teaching-like content quite a bit. I usually teach one course a year, hold one group a year, and usually put out this podcast for a large portion of the year. And I do that because I love teaching, talking, and sharing. It has always been part of what I've done. It's always felt like a part of myself. And so I've really tried to weave that in into what I do. At the same time, as you can probably guess, it's a lot of work. And it takes a lot of personal energy to put out topics and write episodes and talk for long periods of time. And the truth is, is it used to balance out pretty nicely with my art practice. But as my work has gotten more demanding, meaning my paintings take a lot longer (laughs) and my studio practice is more intense, um, it's been harder to balance those things. I've also been very lucky in that a lot of my art business has picked up. And so that also requires more work. Like I've spent a lot more time doing packing and shipping days and basically that's just it. (laughs) But it does take up like an extra one or two days a week, which is often the time that I would do teaching or podcasting. So I'm gonna get more into like the sales and business growth a little bit later. Um, But overall, as much as I love teaching, talking, and sharing, it can burn you out. And I think I was just really ready to take a long break from all of it. And what I'm realizing now is if I don't do those things in the right doses, I'm not going to like them. (laughs) But the truth is, is when I'm not doing them at all, I miss them. So... If you run an art business, you probably know so much is figuring out how to balance everything you do and hold and all of your income streams and your offerings, right? And I'm learning that for myself too. So 
that was one of my takeaways. The content and the teaching needs to be part of it, but it probably needs to be in smaller, more spread out doses. So that's one of the simple reasons why I took a break. The more complicated reason and a reason that's hard for me to talk about and I'm not sure how I'm going to talk about it or if I'm going to talk about it um, has to do with a lot of family things that I've had going on for really the past five years. And I don't think I feel ready to name the specifics of that um, or if I ever will be. Um, But what I will say is that it's been very intense, very taxing. filled with a lot of grief and very accelerated, particularly in the last year and like the second half of last year. And right before I took the break from the podcast, it was really coming to a point where doing everything was just too much for me to hold. And you know, when that's the case, it's like something's got to give. So I've also allowed myself to do less because of the circumstances. And I'm also very lucky that I've been able to choose to do less. Again, something that I will get into. But yeah, I, I think it's true for all of us that we go through seasons of life. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately, those seasons can be really extra hard. And that's just what I've been having, like a really extra hard season. And things are a little better now. You know, I um, have made certain changes and circumstances have settled to an extent, but it's still something that I balance and manage. Um, But luckily at a level where I'm ready to like take more back on. A big part of my ability to take that back on has to do with something else that I didn't know if I was going to share on this podcast, but I think I'm going to because I think destigmatizing is important. So something I've also talked a lot about on the show are my own mental health struggles. You know, I've had pretty severe depression like my whole life since I was 12, Um, anxiety, more recently PTSD. And I've always just like managed the best that I could. I've been on every diet. I've been through every holistic woo theory you could possibly think of. But recently, when circumstances in my life started to get really intense, my own mental health got to a point where I could no longer manage it on my own. And, you know, I kind of did my last resort thing, which was trying out medication. It really, it's crazy to me that it wasn't even something I had considered until I was pushed to a breaking point. And I definitely had a lot of concerns and, you know, hesitations going into it. But That is another big reason why I am now able to come back to all this and take on more things again and find myself in a much more stable state. So I'm really grateful for that. At the same time, like all things, it is an ever-evolving journey. (laughs) There is no like fix-all pill, literally or figuratively, at least not that I have discovered. And you know, I'm taking it as it comes. So all of that being said, (laughs) I'm like, welcome back to the podcast. Here are some stories. Um, All that being said, I'm so grateful to be where I am now. Uh, All things considered, I'm feeling really good, really capable, 
um, really excited for what's to come and really thankful for all the support I've received, both from friends and professionals. Um, and honestly, I'm really grateful for being on medication, whether that's right now or forever. I don't know. I reserve the right to change my opinion about anything at any time. Um, but again, you know, a big reason that I think I hesitated and had mixed feelings about it was from the stigma that's out there. Particularly for me, I was really involved in like the wellness woo uh, spheres for a very long time. And I think in those circles, um, medication is really, I don't wanna say looked down on, but stigmatized, you know? Like it's not all natural. And so because of that, I had to sort through a lot of a lot of those thoughts and beliefs. And again, I am so freaking glad that I did. So cheers to that. And okay, moving on. Okay, one more reason for the break, or this is kind of my like hard and challenging stuff throughout the break <laughs> that I'm giving you guys the breakdown on. Uh, so one other thing in this category is the fact that painting is freaking hard. Like, I don't know if anybody has just straight out said that in a little bit, so I'm going to say it. Painting is super hard. And as I kind of already mentioned, as my work has gotten more time intensive, more representational, um, more detailed, all of those things, painting has gotten a lot harder. (laughs) And I think dealing with that has been a thing. So I was in a group show at the beginning of this year. Uh, at La Luz de Jesus in LA with some of my close art friends, which was freaking awesome. And I got asked to be in the show right in the midst of my super hard time. So luckily I did have some like paintings in my inventory already, but I had to create at least one more. And I was like adjusting to my medication uh, in one of the hardest times of my life. And then also I got super sick and it was a freaking nightmare. Um, But somehow I pulled this painting together through blood, sweat, and tears. If you follow my work, it's uh, the painting titled Sleep It Off. There's prints of it now. And it's the um, bedroom piece with like the barbed wire and whatnot. And I ended up being really, really proud of that painting. It felt like, wow, I think this is the best that I've done. I don't know how. Um, And now this is like my new expectation for my work. And while that was a huge accomplishment and something that I feel really good about, like the drop off from that was, oh crap, like I, I want to now figure out how to make all of my work like this or better. And that stopped me in my tracks a little bit. I spent a lot of months just in limbo, like trying to do a mock-up for a new painting, but just like hitting all these walls and realizing that I just didn't have the skills to make it easy um, or even really doable. And it was really frustrating. And I consulted, you know, my good artist friends who will be on the show soon. And pretty much all of them said, you know, you need to do some smaller studies to really uh, strengthen your still life skills and your, your ability to envision things in 3D. And so then I embarked on that, which was like another huge struggle. And I had a ton of resistance to it, but I got through. I ended up being very proud of them. They were recently released. They are all sold, which was really exciting. And that brings us to today, where here we are in 2023. I've done one painting 
that I would consider like part of my actual larger body of work and five little still life paintings. (laughs) So I hope that normalizes painting slow for any of you who have a hard time painting quickly. And I'm just now going back to the mock-ups for like a bigger body of work that I am really excited about. I feel will be meaningful. I feel will be like part of, you know, my bigger body of work, like I said. And hopefully some of those at least will be out uh, in the fall. But through all of this, I come back to my original statement, which is painting is freaking hard. Like, especially if some of these things aren't natural to you, you don't have a trained background in it. There are going to be so many hard, frustrating, sticky parts along the way. And sometimes that will require time off. Sometimes that will require (laughs) advice from friends or mentors. And sometimes that will require us to slow down and go back and build our skills and strengthen our foundation before moving forward, which as we know within capitalism is really extra hard to make the time for. So because painting has been so hard for me recently, I found myself being really drawn to 3D work. You know, I've only done one experiment in 3D work and that was a couple years ago when I tried to make this like functional work. And I did come out with a couple pieces, but they were really more like studies. And in that period of time, I realized how much I don't know (laughs) about sculptural materials. So I kind of had put it to the side and not picked it back up since then. But something about this period of time, I felt really ready to go back to it in in a way with no expectations and truly just wanting to play and also give myself something I could do at home because sometimes it's hard for me to get into the studio. And I've found myself super into trying to create these mobiles. So the painting that I was talking about from the beginning of the year features a bed and there's a mobile hanging above it. And it's one of my favorite parts of the piece. And I really wanted to create that and versions of that in real life that, you know, we could like see and experience in person. So that has been like my fun little joy project. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know if anything's going to come of it, but I'm super excited about it. And I'm spending a bunch of time and money on materials as it goes (laughs) when you're starting something new. Okay. So those are the main reasons why I took this long break. Recently, I had to make a decision of whether I wanted to continue doing this and, you know, bring the podcast back. And there's another feeling that had been bubbling up for a while in having this show. And surprise, surprise, it's imposter syndrome. I think as I have gotten farther into my career as an artist, I've realized how much I don't know. It's kind of like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And while I definitely know more than when I first started the podcast, you know, it just started to kind of give me this feeling like, man, like, who am I to be giving advice? I, I don't want to tell anybody how to do anything. I just want, I just want to make my work and, and be in community and have conversations and maybe facilitate groups and like create spaces for us to discuss and learn, which I think is probably how I'm going to approach things moving forward. But and also at the same time, I did have to realize that that voice is, is imposter syndrome, that truly nobody has all of the answers. Everybody at different stages in their career will have insight into different things. And while no one has all of the answers, 
we do only benefit from hearing other people's experiences and sharing our own. And I know for myself, I have gotten the most benefit from that, from the people I listen to and from my other friends that are artists. And so I'm bringing that up because I know imposter syndrome is something that's talked about a lot. Um, It's something a lot of my students come to me with questions about. And the thing I always tell them is, you know, you think that the answer to imposter syndrome is getting, you know, better at your work or farther along your career or getting more awards or any kind of validation, like that's going to solve it. But the truth is, is I think if you have a tendency towards imposter syndrome, the farther along you go and the more visible you get, the worse your imposter syndrome is probably actually going to get. And so the answer is not, you know, hoard all your awards and gallery shows and letters of recommendation and whatever. But I think maybe what helps is just acknowledging that like, you're not the best. There's always going to be someone better. You don't have all the answers but that's totally fine. No one said that you had to be the most amazing in order to have something really important and valuable to offer and share. And also, it's par for the course. If you didn't have those voices, you probably wouldn't be doing something vulnerable. So it's also okay to just have that voice and continue on anyway, which is, hello, what I'm trying to do right now. All right. So that's pretty much been all the hard stuff. Now I want to talk about all the good stuff that's happened, the things I've learned, and also why I've been busy. All right, so first of all, believe it or not, I have actually had some social media growth in 2023. That's some crazy shit that I never, ever thought would happen again. So I'll give you a little backstory. Um, At the end of last summer, I was pretty much at my wit's end with social media. Like, you know, I think we all are. And, you know, I think when you're a working artist, you are always asking yourself the question, am I going to continue forward with this or am I going to like get a side job or a real job or sorry, not a real job, a different job, a more stable job. Uh, It's something I know all of my artist friends go back and forth with from time to time. And, you know, that can be really hard. So I kind of found myself at that point again. And For some reason, I just had this thought like, okay, a lot of my business comes from social media. A lot of my sales come from people that have found me that way. And I don't know if I've ever given it like 100%. Like I feel like I've always just done the bare minimum to get by because, you know, it's hard and frustrating and all of the things. But like just as an experiment, what would happen if I just like went all in? Like I really posted all the content. I really tried. I really, you know, did what the algorithm wanted me to do, whatever. Like if I do all that and I still feel like the ground is shaky come December, then at least I'll have my answer of, you know, what's the best case scenario as far as growth and social media goes. And so that's what I did. And particularly, I put a lot of that energy into TikTok because I had a smallish TikTok following at the time, but I did have the experience of a couple videos popping off and realizing the kind of like sales and growth that that can bring. So I actually, for most of this time, focused on TikTok and just learning what the heck TikTok's about because I'm old and I didn't know and I still only kind of know. And You know, I think it might have been a combination of luck and trial and error and finding what works for me. But 
you know, throughout that time period, I did see a lot of growth and more views and engagement and all of the things. And that did a lot for my business, which I am so freaking grateful for. One thing it has been really good for is print sales. And that's another thing I've kind of been looking at in this period of time of painting slow, going through a hard time, all of the things is what kind of business model is really going to be sustainable for me all like throughout time. The truth is, is I think if all of your income relies on your like hour to dollar production, that's going to be very hard because if you ever get sick or if there's ever a death in the family or whatever, like you don't make money. If it, that means if you're not painting, you're not making money. And so, you know, always and forever, I think it's good advice for artists to diversify their income. But of course, the way that you do that and the avenues you choose to go down will be very specific to you and your work. And, you know, I've been looking for mine and experimenting with my own. And I think what all of this showed me is that prints are really my sweet spot. And what I freaking love about prints is other than the packing and the shipping and the marketing, it's passive income. So this has allowed me to kind of make peace with my slow pace when it comes to paintings and putting out new work. Other exciting things that have been going on is I got my first brand deal, feel like a real influencer now. Um, I did end up doing like a sponsored post campaign with Starburst, which I was into. I think that's a really good way to add another income stream to your business if you can. And if you feel good about the brand you choose to work with and you're able to do it in a way that feels good to you and, you know, isn't like too far off from what your audience usually sees. Um, So that was something like I did for the first time and it was kind of a trial to see if I would like it. And um, it definitely was work. (laughs) There definitely were many specifics involved in doing it. Um, But I would do it again if it was the right fit. And uh, what else did I want to say about that? Oh, I know people are going to ask, like, how did I get that? They emailed me. Sorry, I have no... (laughs) I have no cool strategy there for you, but I do think pitching is something that you can do uh, if you have good engagement and like even just, I think, a 10K following. Um, And that's something you're interested in. So that was pretty cool. Something else I've been working on that's really exciting is a collaboration with my friend Catherine, who is a ceramicist. Uh, I've gotten the chance to learn a lot about ceramics and what an intense, demanding, time-consuming process it is, and to work with someone who is super awesome, super knowledgeable, and uh, super into the concepts that I'm into. So I'm learning a lot about what makes for a good collaboration. Um, I'm learning a lot about, you know, (laughs) what it means to take some of my ideas and put them into ceramic form. And really, it's just been a fun passion project that, you know, we've been working on for a long time, Um, but hopefully that will come out at least by the end of the year. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But it's been a really great way to spend more time with another artist and with friends, which is the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, as far as what's been going on in the last 10 months. This is certainly not the first time I've talked about this, but it's so important that I want to say it again. Friends and community as an artist and just in general are so important. I spent a lot of time during this break seriously just having fun, like 
having girls night outs with my dance friends and um, doing art LA days with my art friends. And I'm just so grateful for having community in my life. Um, I think something else I've mentioned before is that isolation is something that I've also struggled with for a large portion of my life. And as I'm sure a lot of you know, making good friends as an adult isn't easy, especially if you work by yourself. So I think that that's all the more reason to put yourself out there, connect with other artists online, like get a hobby where you have to see the same people week after week. All of this is really good for introverts, people who work alone, people looking to have more of a support group in their sphere. And to be honest, like because these last couple years and, you know, last year in particular have been so hard, in order to survive it, I feel like I've had to balance it extra with joy and fun. So I've gotten really into makeup and like fun clothes and just doing silly things and spending time with more friends. Um, And that has helped a lot. So yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Okay, so kind of want to conclude this update with just things I've been thinking about after this period of time and takeaways and, you know, what I've learned. Okay, first and foremost, sometimes we need help. And if something feels like too much to hold or too much to bear, it probably is. And I know that reaching out for help is something people always say, and it sounds kind of trite. But the truth is, is it's really hard to do when you're in the thick of things. But in any way that you can lean on a supportive resource in your life, whether that is a friend, a doctor, a therapist, a helpline, like anything, it's really worth it to try and use it. Like whatever that means to you. Um, And sometimes it takes us time to get to that and to find the answer. But again, just like if something feels like too much, you're probably really valid in that feeling and it's okay to need help. Okay, something else I've been thinking a lot about is sometimes there are going to be things in life that are completely out of our control that we will want to change so bad, but it's just not our place to change it. And I think grappling with that is probably one of the hardest things that humans have to do. And there's no like answer to that for me. Um, It's just something that I keep bumping up against again and again, and I'm just acknowledging it. So it's just something I'm thinking about. Like we just have such a desire to make things better. And sometimes that's just like not our place and not not in our ability and like something about having to make peace with that. I haven't necessarily made peace with it yet, but I'm working on it. And yeah, it's a journey. Okay, on a lighter note, I really do think that time, consistency, and quality triumph overall. And I'm really thinking about this in the context of art and business. You know, like I said, I had so many realizations of coming to terms with how I do business what it's going to take for it to be sustainable for me, making even more peace with painting even slower. 
And the reason I was able to do all of that is because of the hard work that I put into my business years prior. You know, like in the first couple of years in my business, I I just had to believe that the work I was putting in would amount to something. <laughs> but I really didn't have any evidence of that. Like, sure, I had some short-term wins, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was like stable and sustainable. I mean, it's pretty hard to get an art career to that place. But nevertheless, I always kind of had this like, I had this feeling like it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> it might take me 30 years, but we are going to get there. So it was just a feeling. But now I think for the first time, I'm actually at a place where I'm experiencing that. And that feels really cool. And I just kind of want to like report that from the other side. I really do think that the work you put in comes back to you. It might just take a long time. And so realizing this now is informative for me for the future, like the marketing, the work I'm creating, the effort I'm putting in, all of that All of those things I'm doing now is actually for the me that exists like one to five years from now. And everything that I am like living off of now is the result that I've done for the past like five to seven years, if that makes sense. And I think this is why sticking with something, especially if you're in the beginning and being consistent is so crucial. Lastly, I guess I just want to add that just because your way is different doesn't mean that it's wrong. I might sound like a broken record, but most of my close art friends have a really high ability to produce a lot of work, and that is absolutely a strength for them. My way is really different. Like, I spend a lot of time thinking, being intentional, figuring out how to do something, like, always trying to bring a new technique. It's like, I just can't do it any other way, and I'm slow, and... um you know, I get tired and I have to go through periods where I don't work a lot. And like, you know, my rhythm looks really different than, again, a lot of my artist friends and like also just a lot of regular people. And I've always felt like that was going to be such an obstacle, but I'm actually now starting to think that there is a way that that can work for me. And in that, I guess I I just want to say for everybody that just because you don't see an example of somebody whose process is like yours or who goes about their career or business like yours, that doesn't mean that your way is not going to work. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, Absolutely, like get all the input you can from people who have done what you want to do. But ultimately, if there is a natural way for you to work and be, I do think there's a way to make it work. I am absolutely not saying it's going to be easy (laughs) Uh, and it might take a very long time, but um, like trusting your own process, especially as an artist, not only do I think is the best way, I actually think it's the only way. All right. So I think you are officially all up to speed. Um, As far as where I'm at and what's coming, you know, it's going to be go time from here on out. Uh, If you are in business, you know that summer is actually when you start prepping for the holidays. So I'll be working on my new paintings, working on my mobiles. Um, Pretty soon I'm going to do a studio clean out sale where you can get studies and old work and flawed prints for like a killer price. So if you're interested in my work, stay tuned for that. And as far as the podcast goes, um, like I said, there are going to be episodes in the upcoming weeks 
Um, next Thursday, there will be one. And then we will be back on our biweekly schedule for now. And some of the topics are going to be things that I talked about today. One of them is going to be TikTok. One of them is going to be mental health. And I have some other really cool conversations planned for you all as well. As always, I want to make this show valuable to you, and I really care what your questions are and what you're interested in hearing about. Um, So if there is something, like if you have a question you want to write in or a topic you want anybody to speak on, um, please DM or email me. I really appreciate hearing that. And if you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes. Um, Over there, you will get early access to all of my work whenever it comes out, as well as access to a library of exclusive bonus episodes. So if you burned through all the episodes while we were on break and (laughs) you want more things to listen to in the meantime, there are bonus episodes for you over there. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.